Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hey friend, welcome back to the club. Today we're talking exercise, fitness, cardio, strength training, bone density, muscle, reshaping our bodies for now and for long-term health. This is not my area of expertise, so I've invited a guest on that I totally look up to. She is my good friend and expert in this field. Her name is Jennifer McCamish. She has a degree in dance from the University of Texas at Austin. She's a former New York City Rocket, a certified personal trainer and Pilates instructor, and the owner of Dancers Shape, a fitness studio in Austin, Texas. Jen, welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. Hey, Charles. How are you? I'm good. Great. I'm good. I should um I should also mention that Jen was my sorority sister and college roommate. So she has all kinds of dishy things on me <laughs> that we're not going to talk about today. But um, more importantly, it means that I got to be a witness to her following her dream. I've known Jen long enough um, that I got to see and to some extent be a part of that process of watching her be brave and move to New York City and live in these shoebox size <laughs> apartments. I stayed in yeah. several of them and eventually earn a place on the Rockette line, um, which is highly coveted and competitive spot. I had the opportunity to um, watch her dance at Radio City Music Hall and it was spectacular and just so thrilling. And then to see her fulfill another dream of opening her own studio all of it has been such an inspiration to me. I'm so into dream followers, y'all, and just using the <laughs> gifts God has put in you. And Jen is one of the few people that I know who recognized and had confidence in those gifts really early on and wasn't afraid to go out into the world and try. I so admire that. And watching it unfold over the years has been such a blessing to me. Oh, thanks, Chelsea. That's that's so sweet. You're <laughs> welcome. <laughs> well, you're so welcome, and it's true. And just even as a businesswoman, just you know, watching you and um, I remember when you were opening your studio and just all of the uh, go everything <laughs> that you went through. It's just it's a lot, and it's not yeah. easy, you know. Well, and, and it, it didn't it didn't nothing really happens the way you planned it, right? So you just okay, kind of start sure. you just start going for it, and you make your even if you have a direct path, like I thought for sure, this is how my life was going to turn out when I would think back to college. But, you know, in reality, I just took these different paths and I just followed them until I was kind of done with them and then switched it up a little bit. So it certainly isn't what I initially, you know, thought my life would look like, but I'm super pleased that it has turned out this way. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I remember when you were dancing at Radio City as a rocket and you had to do like 
I don't know, four shows a day. And I remember thinking, man, I will never be that fit. (laughs) I I can't even imagine uh, the stamina it takes to be even able to do that because those shows were just, they just look so physically demanding. They, they were, and we had some pretty rough weekends um, where the Friday day schedule was three shows a day, the Saturday was six, and the Sunday was five. So it was a very intense, um, uh, you know, performance schedule. Um, so I will say uh, the younger I was, the easier it was, but I definitely felt it creep up as the years went by. So <laughs> how many so, years were you a rockette? I can't remember. I did it. I was in the, on the line for four years. And then I also worked as their makeup artist for another five. So I was with the company for nine years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, God, five or six shows a day, yeah. like day yeah. after day, that just uh, unbelievable. And they're kind of, they're like a, a long, they're kind of long shows. Yeah. They're usually hour and a half shows. So, um, no intervention. So just, straight through it. Nonstop. (laughs) Well, this is a good lead into what we're talking about today because, you know, we're going to talk about cardio versus strength training. And, you know, I guess that the stamina, stamina really comes from cardio, but power comes from strength. I mean, when you're like kicking those legs in the air, that takes some over and over, it takes a lot of strength. And um, I guess that the magic is really in the combination as far as reshaping our bodies and our overall health. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you'll need the, 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 your lung capacity and the, um, the, the process of your heart, the ability for it to pump the amount of blood you need to when you're doing cardio, that stamina is a different type of stamina versus like a strength stamina where we're actually building the muscle mass. You will need stamina for that too, but it's a different type. So you really do need both of those worlds to combine to find the best output um, for your, your optimum health. Um, so the strength is going to, um, you know, build that muscle mass, um, you know, keep the body protected, um, where the cardio is really good for flushing your system and whatnot. So, and keeping the the organs nice and healthy. Okay. So, um, I feel like people kind of get stuck in a rut of doing one or the other. Or nothing at all. That's always an yeah. option people take too. <laughs> it's so true. But, uh, you know, I I know have to say like cardio is not my favorite. Um, yeah. Or hard hard cardio, and I have to kind of you know it's not what I gravitate toward. But yeah. um, but I know it's important. And then I know a lot of other you know other people like love cardio and just um, yeah. but are not into the yeah. strength training. And so um. Like you said, you know, the best bodies are really created yeah. that by that combination. So what I'd love for you to do um, is just kind of give us a picture of how our bodies utilize the movement and respond differently sure. to, you know, cardio and strength training um, so we can get a feel for that and just be motivated to, you know, map into our plan more of a combination. So let's yeah. start with cardio. Okay. What does that well, look like and mean for the body? Well, I'm going to back up real quick just to give you a okay. little bit of a, a, of a like relief saying, yeah, you don't love cardio. I'm very similar. And that's really because we, we are born with um, fast twitch and slow twitch. And we, we typically lean 
one or the other. You know, you have your your fast twitch muscles are better developed. So that's like your cardio, your like power muscles. Whereas your slow twitch is going to be that like kind of long long term stuff. So that that's that's kind of the difference. If you enjoy the strength, you're kind of innately already born with you know that kind of muscle fiber that appreciates that movement, and it doesn't really like that cardio, that little you know that explosive kind of you know fast kind of movement you know. So that that's one thing that I kind of let myself have a little bit of break on because I do not like cardio either, <laughs> but I know I need it, so I do you know make myself do it. Um, but I also want to you know let people know that like cardio can be accumulative, so you don't have to do hour intensive jogs and runs you know you can do a walk it, it will add up you can do 10 minute increments so I always think that's kind of a nice thing to kind of tell yourself when you're getting started and it feels overwhelming like well I don't mind going for a walk but I hate the strength part just know keep on the walk keep doing that but slowly add this other piece into it so that you can build that stamina because that's that is going to build over time so the more you do it the longer you're going to be able to last the longer you'll be able to move the heavier you'll be able to lift so that's kind of like my approach to fitness is that it can be overwhelming and if you've been sitting around a lot and it, it feels awful to move in the beginning um, <laughs> yeah but, but once you get once you get into your routine, get into something you actually can do. That's the first and foremost. Find something you can do so that you actually enjoy because you will come back to it. If you hate it, it's probably going to be a tough, tough pill to swallow every day, you know, to get yourself to do it. So stick to the things that feel manageable and then slowly increase and add in these other elements and you will get stronger. I mean, that's the beauty behind it. You know, it's kind of awful the first, you know, couple weeks, but you feel a difference really quickly, which is what I really appreciate about exercise. It's a quick, it's a quick result. Yes. Yeah. Well, that is so interesting about the fast twitch and slow twitch. So I'm mm -hmm. obviously a sw slow twitcher, yeah. right? That's yeah. like the person that likes the, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. The yeah. Training. yeah. You know, what's also interesting. I've always wondered is that I have just, I have low blood pressure. I always have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I remember when I was pregnant, I would go in. They would be like, "Are you alive?" Like my blood, yeah. my blood pressure was so low, and I'm just always wondering, like maybe people with low blood pressure just aren't meant for cardio. You know? Well, like, it, it does affect you. Yeah, yeah. Your low blood pressure so, does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I'm a slow twitcher. I have low yeah. blood pressure. Like cardio <laughs> is not my my thing. But I will say. You know, I walk daily for about an hour and I absolutely love that. It just doesn't feel like, but it doesn't feel like cardio to me because well, I just enjoy it and I'm yeah. not moving super fast, but, um, but I am consistent. You know, there were very many years there that, um, I have friends who, you know, really into running and running races and doing, you know, five K's, 10 K's, half marathons, marathons. And I was just like that does not appeal to me at all. Yeah. And it made me kind of sad because I feel like I kind of missed out on the social aspect of it. You know, they would all mm -hmm. do their runs together and they would meet up right. on the weekends and go to these different races. And I'm like, I just, you know, had a little bit of FOMO, but I just was like that. It, it's just not me. I just cannot do that. But walking sure. I can do. So that yeah, counts, so right? Stick, it absolutely counts. Anything. I'm um, just speaking about cardio. We'll kind of jump into that. It's cardio is, anything that raises your heart rate and elevates your breath. 
So that's kind of a nice way to look at it. So maybe you need to, if you want to get the same caloric burn, you would walk longer, but you know, so it's kind of like the intensity. If you shorten that intensity and do a, you know, little jog in between, you're just kind of capturing your goal quicker, but you don't have to. It's still absolute cardio. That is going to be good for your heart, good for your lungs, flush your lymphatic system, um, you know, increase your serotonin, um, release those endorphins. So it's it, all of those good things that you're wanting from cardio, it can happen with walking. So I, I love walking as a form of, of cardio because I'm not a big high intensity person either. So um, I get it. Like I get my cardio from dancing or um, taking a spin class, you know, because that's kind of got this element of like, you know, fun music and whatnot. And it's Kind of short and sweet so so by all means you know continue the walking because it's it is effective and it is considered cardio even though it's not high intensity i want to tell Yours you one of the kind of intense yeah spinning well, is intense <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i always say because i you know we have people come in at all different levels okay it's as intense as you want it to be it's a bicycle you can sit your behind down and just pedal your feet lightly right so that that's that's how i approach everything you just take little small chunks and bites don't let it overwhelm you from the beginning right don't you don't have to keep up with what everybody else is doing it's a bicycle just sit down pedal your legs the next class will be better so i i think it's about kind of perspective too when we get started um, you know, cause I, I know the first spin class I went to, I was, I was thinking I need to do exactly what the teacher says and be up and do this. The first 45 seconds, I thought I was going to excuse myself from class because <laughs> my thighs were burning so badly. So, so I had to just sit down and say, I can, I can stay in this class for 45 minutes with light resistance on pedaling my legs. When I feel like I've recovered, I may attempt to turn some resistance up and do a little bit more, but then back off. So it's just about taking these small little baby steps, you know, to achieve a bigger goal. Because if you go in thinking you're going to be, you know, kicking it, you know, across the curb, you know, or doing an awesome job your very first class, it's probably not, you know, you're probably going to, it's going to take a couple weeks, maybe a couple months to really, you know, master what the instructor may be, um, ex you know, asking you to do. I remember so. I took one of your classes when I was visiting you and I can't remember exactly, but it was, it was one of the classes with fun music. Yeah. And the cardio, that was a groove class. <laughs> oh, and I was it's like, are you dance. sure I could do this? And you're like, and you kind of said the same thing to me. So I, I stood in the back, you know, as far back away from everybody as I could. And, um, I felt like a fool a lot of the time and, you know, cause I'm just flopping around and I've like, been a long <laughs> time. Do you remember in college when we did, uh, I think at Gold's Gym, we did the hip hop classes. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, that was yeah. so fun. I was yeah. way into that because yeah. I love me some hip hop. But but the class was so fun because, you know, the music was good. And, you know, you do. You're just like, whatever. I, you know, I'm not going to keep up like, you know, this yeah. chick in front of me. But, and um, that's, but it was And that's fun. the beauty of a group class is that kind of how you said, you know, you kind of felt like you were missing out on the racing, you know, the, the, the um, runs and whatnot, because it becomes community when you go into a gym or group classes. It's the same thing as like having a running group, you know. So you maybe, it might feel a little intimidating, but anything new is going to feel intimidating. I always say just take it one, because guess what? No one's watching you. <laughs> 
they're so focused on themselves. They're just trying to do get through the class. So nobody's looking at you except the teacher to help you, right? Like that, that's the only thing you need to keep in mind is that you're in a safe space, you're in a safe zone. You know, it's a very supportive environment. And, um, and, you know, you might need to look for that. Maybe not all places are, are you know, equal, but, um, you know, places like um, somewhere like Dancer Shape, that's what we really try to encourage because we do know you come in at different levels and you come in at different spots and it can be very intimidating walking into a group atmosphere where you're going to move together and feel like, am I going to feel like a moron that I'm doing it wrong? And no one cares because you know what? You're here to move. You're here to elevate your heart rate get a workout in and each class gets better. It's just like, it's just like anything. If you just continue to come and practice your technique and your skill, it gets better. Yes. And if you like it, you stick with it. If you don't, you won't. So. Well, that's the thing. I think just, you know, they say the best exercise is to, you know, the one that you'll actually do. So whatever yeah. you're going to show up for, whatever resonates with you, I think always that is the best thing and to just do it. And I love how you said, you know, you don't have to, like, especially if you're just starting exercise, you don't have to beg, okay, I got to go for an hour and slam it yes. out. You know, you no. can just get up and go for, you know, 10 minutes or in, build upon yeah. that. Yeah. And that's what I like about, especially if you have a desk job, right? I mean, everybody knows sitting is, you know, awful for your body. Um, you know, round your posture forward, you have low back, you start to get low back issues, you get tight in the hips. So, so to be able to stand up and have some, you know, 10 minute go-tos, like walk up and down the stairs for 10 minutes at your office, um, you know, do some planks in your office, you know, just get up and do something frequently because it will add up if you don't have the time to do a full hour or 45 minutes or you know you just have those chaotic days and chaotic schedules try to implement it by staying active um in your office you know don't yes. ask someone else to make your copies for you walk down to the copier like you know take those steps you know that you need to like keep your body moving so you're not stagnant sitting in this 90 degree angle uh chair position you know with your shoulders rounding forward. That's probably one of the, I think, worst things we could, we can do for ourselves is sit too much. So. Yes, I know. Yeah. I've been sitting more and more just, um, you know, have over the computer doing a lot more yeah. work that way. And I can feel it. My hip flexors are so tight on my, my shoulders, you know, just really tight. And, um, yeah. and it's so true. You've got to get up and move around. Um, but yeah, I'm, for sure. And, you know, also Even if it's just little brisk people, walks. I think, Yes. Just, yeah. Anywhere. Just get out and walk around. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. That's good. So, you know, cardio, we're going to move into strength training in a minute, but yeah, you know, car, I think a lot of people that do just cardio are not, are going to have the opportunity to redefine their shape so much. Correct. Right. I mean, cardio is, is really for, um, kind of all the things you said, um, just for, you know, lung capacity, breathing well, maybe burning some yes. calories, some energy, but it's not going, you know, yeah. you, it's not going to It's so true. Shape. Yeah. Yeah. So cardio, I like to think of, I mean, there, there are so many debates of like cardio versus strength, cardio, you know, what's better, what's the better way to do it. I mean, I truly think you need both to have the, your, an optimum body and health right? Because it does. Your, your cardio is going to burn calories quickly. So if you're trying to drop weight, you really do need to add that, um, that cardio in, into your routine. 
Um, but it drops off really quickly. So as soon as you're done moving, the calories drop or the calorie burn drops. Um, but you need that cardio for your lung capacity, your, your heart pumping oxygen to the, the muscles throughout the body. Um, it, it flushes those toxins, maintain, you know, that lymphatic system is huge for, you know, draining and making things um, feel good throughout your body. Um, there's nothing like a cardio burn or cardio high. That is a true thing. So if you are into the cardio piece, you have this amazing feeling that you may not necessarily get from the, the strength piece of it. So if that's one of your things like, you know, anxiety or depression, like cardio is a really good, you know, thing to put in there. Um, but the difference is, is the strength is what is going to, like you said, reshape the body. But more importantly, help you stay healthy and injury free. So the impact of cardio is pretty rough on the body. So I like to think of it that way. Like it, it, it's good for you to, to jump and do things and be active. But when you have high intensity impact, that's where I see a lot of people coming to me with injuries is because they were doing, um, you know, marathons or they were overtraining in one form of exercise. They were only a cyclist or they were only a biker or they were only a swimmer. And it's that repetitive use is what gets you injured. So running front to back, front to back, that you're going to, you know, you know, hurt your hip flexor or you're going to maybe pull a hamstring. But all of this front to back motion is, um, when I mean front to back, like walking, swinging your arms front and back through those planes. That's how we typically move. In, in, in our daily life. We walk, we lift things straight up and down. We don't use a lot of lateral movement. So meaning like raising your arms to the side, stepping sideways, like those aren't our standard daily movements. So when we can incorporate things like Pilates and bar and um, yoga into, the, I, I consider those strength training. So you can either use you know heavy weights or you can use your own body weight to build that muscle mass. I personally like the types of exercises that are going to incorporate the rotation of the spine, the extension of the spine, the flexion of the spine, like mobilizing the body in these different planes, turning the kneecaps out, turning them in. So those are all your tiny little stabilizing muscle groups that surround the joints, the shoulders and the hips. So the stronger we can make those joints, the more efficient you're going to be running, biking, mm -hmm. swimming, hiking, any other kind of activity that you do outside, um, and it's in that frontal plane or that um, plane that goes front to back. We we want to start encouraging that movement outwardly, and we can do, you can do that with heavy weights. You can do it with Pilates. You can do it. I mean, my favorite is Pilates. That's my my go to because I just think it's you're, you're using your own body weight, which is actually the safest way to to not get injured right, to build strength without getting injured. So the heavier weights you lift, you want that, but you need that kind of perfect form. You don't want to go past the point. You got to build that slow, that slow build so that you have the strength to support it correctly. So we really want to train. Yeah, so the strength piece of it is, you know, you want to um, train all these small connective tissues inside the shoulders and the hips to work in conjunction with your bigger muscle groups, your quads, your hamstrings, you know, the biceps. So, so when that core is stable and strong, you know, going through strength training, your whole life is going to feel 
so much better. You don't ache as much sitting in your chair. You don't ache as much lifting up and reaching for your, you know, so that's, that's my idea of strength. It's really a protective mechanism, um, for aging. Um, it's going to build your, your bone mass and your muscle mass. Um, the more muscle you have, I always like to tell this to everybody is that you're going to burn more calories throughout the day, even at resting. So that's, for me, that's like, oh. That, I mean, it's like you know? sold. I can sit yes. here and just be burning calories while I'm sitting here. Yes. Yep. I, yes. Sign me the up. More muscles, yeah, the more muscles you have in your body, the higher your metabolism. So, yes. so, you know, there's benefits to both. So I always think people think cardio, 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 if you want to drop weight. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's important to have that in there, but you, your best friend is your strength training. It really is like the older you get, especially the older you get, you need to maintain that muscle mass and that bone density. So, you know, those are the, the better you can improve your posture, which is what we do with strength training, the, the less achy you feel. Yes. That it, makes it, sense. I just, yeah. I just threw my shoulders back as you yeah. said that I'm like yeah. standing up straight with my posture. I think I exactly. don't have very good posture. Well, it's- no, we, most of us don't because we sit at a desk or we drive all day long. So we're constantly in a 90 degree angle at the hip joint and then our shoulders round forward. Cause that's just kind of how your body naturally wants to, to move when you're sitting down and your low back moves back into a flexion position, which can kind of strain the low back quite a bit. So Really, when we do things like strength training, like Pilates and yoga and bar, it's really about incorporating all the opposition positions, you know, so we want to extend the spine. We want to, um, you know, stretch through the front of the hip flexor. We want to stretch the chest because what happens is that we get really weak across that upper back and we get really tight in our chest muscles, which just make us round forward all the time. So in a Pilates class, it's really about stretching the chest and strengthening the back. So we always want to work the opposing muscle groups so that your body works. Um, so it's more balanced, right? So we don't have these tight spots and weak spots that make us have poor posture. Right. Cause then you, you overcompensate probably. Yeah. Yeah. Right. In the yeah. other, yeah. In, in some other area. Yeah. Um, Blair, <laughs> Blair and I have this little um, thing we do. If we notice each other slumping or not having good posture, we're like, queen up like you know oh I love it up straight queen up like put your crown on queen up put shoulders back so um, that is perfect that That is perfect I love it I love it she'll be she's a lot better about telling me like she's like mom queen up I love it oh my gosh that's I need that in my in my world someone tell me to queen up (laughs) everybody tell each other the queen up yeah shoulders back act like you have a crown on your head um so okay that yeah you know I I do love like a yoga or when you say Pilates I mean do you have to have the machines to do Pilates or you could just do no okay no which is I mean I know you have machines Correct. So Pilates is um, a set of exercises and there's a whole series of mat work. So, you know, if you have a video, you can do a whole mat Pilates workout um, and not even have to touch the equipment. The equipment is kind of nice for, um, you know, someone who's rehabilitating. Um, You know, we can put the spring load on really light to rehab a shoulder injury um, or a hip injury or some kind of some dysfunctional movement that we have in the body. 
Um, and it kind of exposes your weaknesses, the equipment. So we can cheat where our bodies are so smart and, and they will cheat on you. Um, so, so I'm just letting you know, like the form is the most important piece of this. Um, so if you're doing something like a video at home, that's, you know, it might be good to maybe get a personal trainer for a couple of sessions or go to a group class that has a real good instructor to understand what that correct form is so that if you want to do it on your own, you're doing it correctly versus incorrect, right? Because that's when we get hurt is when we, then you add that next level, but you need to master the basics first. So you can do this all on the mat. You, okay, you can do that all on the mat. You don't have to do, okay, you don't have to have the machines. No. Um, it just made me think of, I know that you have had um, UT, University of Texas football players yeah, come yeah. in. I mean, you work with them regularly. Is it, and you do the Pilates with them. It's so funny. To, I've seen the pictures of these big, humongous, yes. bulky <laughs> football players and they come into, they go to dancer shape and then you, I mean, what are you doing yeah. with them? I think that's we kind just, of making the point here. Absolutely. We just, uh, we just had a group in today at 1030 this morning and massive guys, like they, they're touching my lights on, you know, and I have 20 foot ceilings, but I have these drop down, you know, kind of track lighting and they stretch up and reach and they're hitting my, you know, lighting up there. So <laughs> they're massive. Um, but it is, so we use this in, um, Pilates is really, truly one of the most versatile things you can do. I use it with my restorative women and men, which are in their 70s and 80s, um, to keep them mobile, keep them moving, help their balance. I use it with my athletes in order to, the athletes are very um, accustomed to working their big explosive muscle patterns. So big quad, like, you know, plyometrics, big jumps. Well, I make them slow it down. We learn the breath pattern because the breath pattern is the most important part of the Pilates technique. So once you learn the breath pattern, it supports the torso. It supports the trunk of your weight. And so all of that power comes from the core. And when we say core, we mean shoulder girdle to hip, 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 hip area. So it's the whole trunk. It's not just your six pack abs. Um, so we want to train that entire core to work functionally. So it's moving correctly and supportive so that you, your lever movement is not going to get ripped out of your socket. Does that make sense? Um, so the, the athletes really um, get a lot of benefit because it kind of helps rehabilitate a lot of their old injuries, but it also have, per, helps prevent future injuries to come because we're moving more efficiently versus them because they're they're automatically going to get probably injured because they're having high impact but the more we can strengthen that core the more agile they are so when they do have an impact they may land on their feet like they, they just have more agility to them when they've got their balance and the core strength intact so we look at it for injury prevention for them and kind of rehabilitation but you know, my, my women that come to the studio, they use it strictly for toning and looking amazing <laughs> because there's a beautiful toning effect on top of this. So, so that's, it's so interesting. You just covered like, you know, big bulky football players to kind of the everyday woman to like 70 and 80 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that. it truly, I mean, the Pilates, it really does though. I mean, physical therapists are using it in their clinics now. It's the only exercise technique that has been approved by the medical professionals. So that says something to me, you know, that if you can 
learn how to move your body efficiently and correctly. And if you have a really good instructor, they can help retrain core biomechanics so that you don't get injured or so that you can help improve like daily aches and pains that you, you're just born with things that, that may be a problem. I personally, I'm born with very lax joints. So another reason I don't love cardio because my joints just rattle, 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 rattle. So I need to do a lot of Pilates to strengthen that capsule. So I have less pain in my hips or my shoulders because I'm hypermobile. And it could be the same effect for someone who's um, hyper-restricted. We want to open up the joints for them. We want to, um, you know, again, we want to counteract those weaknesses and the, and the tightnesses, you know, the tight muscles versus the weak muscles. You want to counterbalance those so that you're even. And it's throughout any age bracket. It's seniors. It's, you know, someone who wants to, you know, tone up their arms and legs and, you know, get, keep that muscle mass that's lean or a football player to kind of use it almost like their day, their recovery day, mm-hmm. kind of injury That's prevention. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess strength training, just there's a, there's such a span of it. It can be this kind yeah. of body resistance training, or it can mean like lifting weights. I mean, yeah. there's just, so it how do you know way. what the best thing is? Yeah. So, okay. So I will say this. So I, you know, I we're going back to we got to incorporate a little bit of everything because that's how we don't get hurt. Variety. You don't want to have the repetition of the exact same thing every day because that's when we get these overuse injuries like, oh, all of a sudden my, my wrist is kind of hurting. I don't know why. Well, it's because I'm doing the exact same thing every single day for my form of fitness or whatever. My ankles are hurting because I'm running every day. So it, it's about variety. So you can use your own body weight to build muscle mass or you can lift loads, you know, a, a dumbbell, you know. So either way, and they're both valuable. So when you lift heavier weights, like a dumbbell, right, most likely you're going to be targeting one muscle group. Okay, so when I do a bicep curl, you know, I'm just curling my arm up and down. So I'm going to strengthen the bicep. Um, or if I press over my head, I'm going to, you know, strengthen the tops of my deltoids, you know, the tops of my shoulders. The, the thing that you want to incorporate on top of that is some kind of functional movement like Pilates. So planks, um, side leg lift where you're lifting body weight away from gravity. Um, that's going to help kind of train that those core muscles on top. So you really need both. <laughs> so, so, so try take a, you know, a just, just regular old weights one day, the next day do a, a Pilates mat class. Next day, take a walk. Next day, do your weights again. You know, so you can, you can vary it up, which also helps your just, you know, mentality about the whole thing. So you're not getting bored. You're not plateauing. It feels different, you know, so you have that variety. So so either one of those, lifting heavier weights or something like Pilates is going to improve your muscle mass and your bone density. Yes. I've got, just want to um, circle back to, you just said kind of, um, so you're not plateauing and that is, you know, yeah. so true. One thing um, that is important, I know 
dietarily um, for kind of breaking through those body plateaus is a little bit of that macronutrient variation. And so it's just really the same thing, I guess, in your exercise, just a little bit of that variation, keeping the body guessing a little bit, asking the body to use things in different ways, Absolutely, um, kind of creates that hormetic stress, we call hormetic stress, which is a good stress. And it just Mm -hmm. makes your body more resilient, you know, yeah. ask your body to think on its feet a little bit more and have to figure yeah. things out and then also repair, you know, in a different yeah. way. So it just, all that, that variation really does help, um, bust through huge, plateaus. Yeah. And it makes a huge difference, honestly, for your mental state, you know, I mean, to do the same thing, it might be fine for a little bit, but you will eventually get bored and you'll, you'll drop it, you know? So if you can keep the variety and in your body guessing, it really does make, um, a totally different you know, it's a game changer. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I know that, you know, a lot of women we talked about earlier will just, you, you know, they're, they're really thinking about, I want to, you know, I want to drop weight, I want to burn calories, I want to, you know, that kind of thing. And so they'll, they'll really focus on cardio without the strength yeah. piece of it. But why is like weight training, strength training, you know, important for women? Cause it is, but I want them to yes. hear it from you. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I mean, the biggest piece of it is to help prevent osteoporosis. So, um, that that's, you know, if you don't know much about, you always hear it, but you know, until you really understand what it is. I mean, they, they call it the silent killer because it is your bones weakening and becoming fragile. So your bone mass is deteriorating. So the, the time you hit 30, you've reached your your peak bone mass. So after what? that, it starts 30? to decline. Yeah, yeah, 30. So the more we can be active and strengthen them at a younger age, the better you off later on in life. So now it's, 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 it's you can improve it, right? So you're not gonna make any more bone after the age 30. It's just gonna start to decline, but you can maintain what you have. So the stronger they are up into 30, right? But don't get frustrated because I, I, I read that too. I was like, oh my God, that's, that's not fun. But um, with it's diet, <laughs> yeah, with diet and exercise, you that's why you want that strength training in there because when you're pulling the muscle on the bone, it strengthens the bones. You won't, but you won't get more bone density, but it will keep those bones that you have strong versus frail and brittle. So that's really the, the, the biggest piece. And I know we don't even think about, oh, I'm, I'm in my 40s. I don't need to worry about that. But you do. Because what happens is that once you hit, sometimes women in their 50s, you know, can have, or even they can have early onset osteoporosis. But when the bones weaken, you can crack or fracture your bone and not even know it. And you just all of a sudden have this back pain. Oh, my back is hurting my back. You finally go to the doctor and you're like, oh, you got a fracture because you have osteoporosis. So, and then once you fracture once, it's just kind of you're susceptible to fractures in that same spot over and over again, right? So we really want to prevent that. Right. My the- um, my mother-in-law was telling me that, you know, when, when you get older and the people that, you know, break their hips, you know, like mm-hmm. and need hip replacements and such, that typically... She said the hip, it's the, the, there's already a fracture. It's already broken. And then you fall. It's not the yeah. fall that creates the break. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. So women, I get a lot of, um, you'll hear people complaining like in their, you know, maybe more like their sixties, you know, my neck hurts. 
well, they, they may have a little fracture or some kind of, you know, it, it could be muscular, but they, they very well, if they have osteoporosis, might have a little fracture that gives them stre- stress in their neck or stress in their back or stress somewhere in their body. And so, yeah, you become weaker and then you, you get some other bigger injury from that. So it's really um, the, the earlier we can, or the more we can, you know, put into our bodies like good forms of calcium. And I know you wanted to chat about that because that's your, your wheelhouse, but the strengthening that, that strength, that, that pulling the muscle on that bone strengthens the bone. And so that's really why we want to do strength training the older we get. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to mention about osteoporosis because I, you know, I want to address calcium because, Mm -hmm. you know, so many women are prescribed high doses um, of calcium or just kind of take it up on themselves like, oh, I don't want to get osteoporosis. I'm going to take a bunch of, you know, a calcium supplement. Um, And it worries me because having enough calcium in the body is typically not the problem. Typically, we have enough, we get enough from food, but we don't have the right cofactors in order Mm -hmm. to help the body assimilate calcium properly and put it in the right place. So you need vitamin D and you need uh, vitamin K2 to help the body kind of suck the calcium away where it's supposed to go. Uh Otherwise, it ends up being deposited in places like the arteries and soft tissue. And then you raise the risk of heart disease. So so I just wanted to mention that because I know because, um, you know, I just ladies don't be taking calcium all willy nilly, you know, and if your doctor, you know, prescribes calcium, then make sure you're getting your vitamin D levels checked um, to make sure you have adequate vitamin D so the body can actually use all of that calcium you're putting in. And then it's really a good idea to consider a K2 supplementation. So just want to throw that in there since we are speaking about osteoporosis and then just getting a nice, you know, a nutrient dense diet, real foods, because God puts all the minerals and vitamins we need in food that grows in nature. So that's where you get it. Yeah. Awesome. And that's a huge, I mean, you know, the, the whole combination of the nutrition plus the fitness, I mean, it's a synergy when they work together, you know, work synergistically. So that's, you really notice a huge difference in how you feel when you've got both both sides working in your favor. So, Absolutely. I mean, yeah. you can't, you can't just exercise, you know, yes. exercise is not the, <laughs> really, yeah, the, the four, especially with, you know, with weight loss, I see a lot, a lot of women just want to work, you know, work off the, you know, what they're eating, but you cannot work off a poor diet, my friends. No. It's not no. just a calorie in calorie out thing. It's kind of how the you know, the food signals your hormones and whether it's signaling your body to hold on to weight, let go of weight. Yeah. Those signals, are you full? Are you not? So, but, um, it definitely all works together and, um, and, you know, really the exercise, especially the strength training is just so great for reshaping the body, you know, like maybe it's just, maybe I'm just saying this because, you know, I keep saying cardio in my thing, but you know, cardio is not going to, you know, strengthen, you know, give you those muscles, like, you know, give you that, no, that long, the definition. That, you know, yeah, the def, yes, the definition, yeah. the toning, the perkier, butt, the whatever you're looking for, you've got to, absolutely. You know, yeah. Cardio kind of keeps that like, again. Yeah. Cardio keeps that kind of that, the, the cat, it burns calories quickly, but it doesn't, it's not gonna burn those calories throughout the day. 
you know, which is that strength. So the more muscle yes. you have, the more definition you have, the more calories you're burning. And just that, quite frankly, I mean, that's what really, like you said, it shapes the body. So that's what I think women, they, you know, they want to have, they don't, I think they say, oh, I want to lose weight, but it's really about reshaping your body, you know, because if you just drop a bunch of weight, you're going to have some other awkward things in your body, right? So to, to be strong is a totally different sensation really you know of how you look yes. and feel about yourself um totally. yeah shaping the body and um helping you it just builds that confidence that i i've always th that's what really gives me my confidence is my the strength um for me i really feel accomplished after i've done you know some strength workout yes well um okay so talking about strength training like what what moves give us the most bang for our buck? Okay. Well, my first move that I'm going to tell you people hate, um, <laughs> it's a plank because they're hard. They're hard. And why it's such, why it's bang for your buck. And again, I said we can do strength with our own body weight or by lifting weight, right? So you're going to get benefits from both. Um, but I like to master my own body weight movement first because I think that is what helps me stay um, injury free. So when I, when I say that a plank, we want to have the hands directly underneath the shoulders. You want to soften your elbows. You don't want to lock those elbows out. Um, when you straighten those legs, the biggest piece is that we see that low back kind of dip to the ground like a, like a sinking bridge. So I always like to think if you were if your back was a, a bridge and someone had to walk across it, you want to keep that low back lifted so you kind of pull your um, pubic bone up to your navel so it's kind of supporting that gravity. So right there you're getting core strength because you're pulling away from gravity, from letting your belly hang to the floor. And then as you press your shoulder blades across that rib cage, that's strengthening your back. So that you're strengthening your arms, your quads, your glutes, because you squeeze your inner thighs, you squeeze your legs together, you squeeze your um, adductors, and everything's just in this tight little compact. I always like to think of like shrink wrap effect, right? So when I'm doing a plank, like everything's just like shrink wrapping around my body because everything's active even though I'm not moving. I'm just holding. <laughs> so, yes. so that is like the biggest bang for your buck because you're strengthening your shoulder girdle, you're strengthening your abs, you're strengthening your legs, you're strengthening your quads. So everything about it has activity in it. So you don't just hang out, right? It's very active and it feels, and you take slow, deep breaths and it's very challenging. So that's one of my favorite um, moves for bang for your bucks. You get so much out of it. Um, and then my second thing is to incorporate compound movements. So for example, lunges with weights in your hands, doing some type of upper body work at the same time you're doing lower body work. So that is, that's it, really hard, right? So we, we need to be cautious of, of form. But um, if you, you know, take your legs at a lunge and you have a set of five pound weights and you do an overhead shoulder press as you dip down into the lunge, your entire body is active. So you've got your legs, your quad, your hamstrings, your glutes, um, your core has to be upright. So again, you have to tighten up that belly so you're working your core at the same time and you're getting your shoulders and your arms. So anything compound, we're getting kind of lunges or squats with an upper body movement 
is you're going to really capture a lot. And then if you have the, you know, um, I guess stamina, <laughs> the cardio stamina, and you can participate in HIT, that high interval um, yes. training, it's, I, I, it's the hardest thing you could possibly do because you're mixing in that cardio with that strength. Um, I always just say, be cautious because, you know, you, it is the most bang for your buck because you're getting the best of both worlds very quickly and intensely. Um, but you just want to watch form. That's, that's always my big thing is watch form. I'd rather, it's preferable to go slow and perfect versus fast and erratic and wild where you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah. One yeah. of my most favorite bang for your buck moves, um, are sprints, even though yes. I'm not a runner. It's so weird. Cause I'm not, I don't, not a runner. Yeah. But I don't mind sprints maybe because I know that it's very short. Yeah. But, um, I will do a, when I do sprints, I am sore in places like in yes. all the, the places I never feel like my, that's one of the things that makes my abs sore, my inner yeah. thighs. I'm like, yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Um, it's great. But you know, it, a few weeks and so ago, Chelsea, I, that, that can be kind of like a hit yeah. movement, right? Just like a little burst of energy. Yes. Yes. And it's that, it's kind of that back to that hormetic stress that, um, that quick move, just, you know, changing it up, that variation that makes yeah. your body like wake up and have to, yeah. you know, think in a different Respond. way, use, use breath, mm -hmm. use energy differently. Um, Absolutely. I think it helps, but I did it a few weeks ago. I was so sore. I hadn't done it in a while. I was sore <laughs> for like a week, which is probably unreasonable yeah <laughs> what is like a reasonable I'm because I'm always sore now but I always I'm like yeah I'm sore you yeah know, like, I feel like I did something you know so yeah I did what, sore. I mean, what is like an acceptable reasonable amount of time to be sore like what's kind well, of a normal sore really a couple days I mean you know once you once you're going past a past a week you're probably you know it, it's probably a little overkill but I'm but also, I think that's because you hadn't done it in a while. Yes. Right. And so about stretching, you know, that's yeah. like you were saying earlier, I've got to be, I will go in kind of phases where I'll be really, really good about doing mm -hmm. maybe some kind of yoga or something and trying to yes. stretch out. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of the thing with the, um, you know, I always, I've, you know, written a couple blogs and one of them is like, how in the world do you get back after vacation? Cause it just feels miserable after vacation. Um, you know, you're eating things that you probably don't normally eat and having some cocktails and you're not working out and you're just sitting around lounging. And so I always dread coming back from vacation cause I know it's going to be really, really hard. And one of the biggest things I say is start and <laughs> start in the beginner class, take it easy that first day because you know, you feel pretty good and you, you're like, oh yeah. And you go past the point of what your body can manage. And then you're sore for a week versus just a couple of days. Right. So it's, it's better to kind of gradually kind of come back in, like maybe don't go full blast, um, so that you do kind of save your body a little bit. And then your body kind of has a, a day or two to kind of reassimilate into the, the real world. You know, it's not such a shock. <laughs> so. Right. I shocked my body because yeah, I you shocked not your body. done anything. <laughs> my body's like, what is happening? Yeah. So if you're um, a walker and that's what you normally do, like maybe just do two sprints, you know, do, do a few versus like if you were doing like 10 or something, maybe just kind of do half the amount and then add a little bit more the next day, a little bit more the next day to, to kind of grow gradually. Well, so, okay. That's kind of a, a 
leads to a question I'd like to ask is like, what, you know, you're supposed to let your muscles rest, right? Mm-hmm, it, it, mm-hmm. So what's kind of a reason? What's your rest day? <laughs> yeah. I mean, schedule, so, do you try to do a couple days in between like the resistance training or can you do like Pilates every day or? Yeah. So, kind of, what so when do? you're, I like to think about when you're doing your own body weight, that's pretty safe. So you can probably do it almost every day. Okay, so again, I would get variety, maybe a Pilates class one day, a bar class one day, a yoga, you know, because the yoga is going to have a little bit more stretching, but but that's a little bit more dialed down version. If you're lifting heavy weights and doing explosive motion, you would probably want to take a day off where you're not doing anything. You go for a walk, you know, something really, so it really depends on your intensity levels and your fitness level, right? So if you're building up, you still probably want to have a day off. I have people that come to a bar class and they're like, I couldn't move for a week. Well, it's, you know, they hadn't been doing anything. So they probably should have been in like a beginner class and like built up to that. Um, But you'll need a day off here and there. So I personally do, I do about uh, four to five days a week. And then I usually take one to two days off or I do some kind of like yoga type, you know, stretch type deal. So I rather, but my, my routine is a little bit like less intense, but more frequently. So if you're doing those real high intensity, you may need, um, you know, that day off in between, but if you're doing your own body weight, you really don't need to. Yeah. Yeah. I always like to think of things kind of in historical perspective, you know, perspective before we had, you know, gyms and things like that. And just the way people moved naturally and what they had to do. I mean, you know, obviously they walked a lot more. They, they were using their own body weight for things, um, throughout the day. Um, and any kind of running, you know, like really, really hard running or fast Mm -hmm. cardio or any kind Mm -hmm. of super heavy lifting would have been not, that is not something you would naturally have found somebody doing every day. There would obviously be times that that would be necessary, but that would not be um, the regular movement, you know? And that is, that's, that's research, you know, um, you know, like the, the blue zone, um, all of the, the, this five zones in the in the world where people live the longest, it's because they were just active. They weren't doing they weren't doing hit. They weren't doing you know like you know high intensity you know like hour long or two hour long. It doesn't have to be so intense because once you get past a certain point, your body kind of shuts down. So it's not doing much good. So like you know working out five times that doesn't really do much for you except get get you injured and fatigued and can kind of make you feel poorly almost like you're getting a little bit sick when you've overtrained you almost feel like you're getting a little bit sick and like run down um so you know it's kind of about again it's about balance you know we kind of we want that so if you're doing like your own your own body weight pilates yoga walking like those things can be done daily and you're not overusing your your body um it's when you start to incorporate extremes you know heavy weights long, long distance running. Um, you know, those are the kind of things that kind of start to, um, add up in a quicker, possibly more detrimental way. If you're, you know, if your body's not ready for it. Right. And we, you know, we do have to remember that exercise is a stressor on the body. Now that Mm -hmm. hormetic stress, like we were talking about, it's a good stress. It's a Mm -hmm. stress that makes you more resilient, makes your body stronger, but for somebody that's got adrenal fatigue, you know, they yes. are, their adrenals are just kind of blown out, not handling stress well, then going in and doing, you know, the super intense 
yeah you know workouts is going to just make it even worse and so for those people out there that are in a season of adrenal fatigue you just you know it's it's better to do just some lighter type workouts absolutely we um i have i honestly i talked to you a little bit about that when i had a a really stressful year last year and I told you I was just, I wanted to take a nap like every day. And I'm like, that's not normal. And you mentioned your adrenals because I had such a stress reaction to what was going on, you know, personally in my life and whatnot. So um, it made a difference, you know, I, I can absolutely tell. And I have worked with some other um, clients that do have um, fatigue syndrome um, things. And they come to my restorative class and the restorative class was it's really um, originally it was produced for 65 plus so for you know my mom's age bracket you know 75 80 so it's a much slower paced mobility but there's still strength work involved um but she she comes to that class because um, she needs a less intense but mobilizing class yes yeah, it's, it's more dialed back and it's more about mobility and balance and um there's still strength work in there but it's just not as intense as some of the other classes so yeah and you know what I tell people also is just you know I say it's a lot of it is about the big c word which is consistency just yeah you know being consistent in what you're doing whether you know even if you don't feel like you're setting the world on fire you know like I, I don't feel like I'm setting the world on fire with walking but you know what I do it almost every day I enjoy it and yeah um, and so I'll do it consistently. And if you find a class you really love or you're really into, you know, lifting some weights or something, like whatever you do, you do it with consistency and you're going to see results. Absolutely. And I always like to point out that like, you know, it's not all about, I know as women, we get obsessed with our weight and how we look and, uh, you know, all that kind of unfortunate stuff. Yes. But I will say, you know, you can have weight on you and be fit right? You don't have yes. to be, it's not about like the, the, the pounds or, you know, it's about the strength element, you know? And, um, I work with, you know, people that are, you know, quite a bit overweight, but they're, they're strong. And the, the progression to see that they couldn't hold a plank in the beginning, but now they can, even though they're not, you know, thin, that's, that's, that's awesome. You know, it's awesome. And how they feel, it's awesome for me to watch. And, um, I know that they've gained a ton of confidence and they're not having all these little pains and stuff that they had before so that's that's something to keep in the back of your head it's not about yeah like you said perfection or yeah lighting the world on fire but just consistency yeah definitely I love that um well oh my gosh I know I could talk to you all day yeah. <laughs> but we're kind of closing in on an hour. That yeah. went so fast. I know. I know. Oh my gosh. I'll have to have you back another time. We I can know. dig in more. That yeah, was really we... fast. But okay, well, before, was there anything else you want to add that we didn't cover? Did I miss anything that you wanted to talk about? You know, I think we, we covered a lot. I mean, each of those topics could really be their own little topics. Like maybe next time we'll talk more about the Pilates and what that does and everything. But it, it truly is like I do think incorporating just variety into your routine is going to make a huge difference to how you feel and kind of protecting your body long term. Because the the younger I was, I was all about just busting it out and making it as hard as it possibly could, and you know, big intense. You know, the older I get, I'm not into that. I want to. I want my body to last for, with me until I'm in my 80s and not have a ton of pain and a ton of problems and issues. So I I've just readjusted my thought process 
on, you know, and, and everyone's going to be at different levels, right? So kind of evaluate where you are and what your goals are. Right. I love that though. I love that kind of long-term thinking of just, you know, I just always am thinking of our bodies as a holy temple and just, we have to, you know, we need to have them last, you know, it's the only body we have. It's our own, it's our earthly vessel while we're here and we need to be thinking and, you know, making decisions, um, for long-term, not short-term. I think that's what so many of us do with like yo-yo dieting, or I'm just going to just try to, you know, bust out, you know, how much cardio I can do to just, you know, and just really not thinking long-term consistency, health, strength. I just, I like it. That's a, that's a great place. And the more, yeah, the older I get, the more I, um, you know, as soon as I'm done with a, a Pilates class, I feel awesome. And I always say, if I could bottle up how that feels and sell it, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> all my aches and pains are gone. So it's, it's really about not that intensity. It's about feeling awesome after you're done and knowing like, oh my gosh, my back and my shoulders aren't aching. My neck feels better. My, my hamstrings feel good. Like that is what's important to me is, is not having those aches and pains and those nagging, you know, nagging injuries little small injuries from like just poor posture. Yes, exactly. Oh, that's so good. What a good place to end too. I love that. Yeah. Um, okay. But before we go, I have to ask you the anchor questions that okay. I like to ask my guests. So okay. um, share with us an anchor meal that that's like your anchor meal is a go-to meal. You eat yes. it often. You usually have the ingredients in your fridge. What's an anchor meal for you? It is some kind of baked fish. It's either going to be a salmon or um, like a cod or um, tuna, sauteed red peppers and onions, and sweet potato. Well, that's a fancy anchor. Is it fancy? I just, I <laughs> love fish. And it's so easy though. Like you just put it in the oven. It's like, you know, you put a little salt and pepper on it and it's, it's, it's good to go. So it's just little prep time. You know, I don't like to, I'm not a big intricate cooker. I, I really do basic. So it's always going to be like some kind of lean proteins and veggies and some kind of, I try to do my healthy carbs. <laughs> yes. so. Well, don't we all No, that's a, that's like a beautiful meal right there. Really good protein. And then yeah, your it's veggies tasty. and then your kind of starchy carb. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And that's delicious. Pretty sure I've had that with you. Yeah. I probably, cause it's like the only <laughs> meal I make Charles. <laughs> I eat a lot. <laughs> And smoothies. You've made me some smoothies. I did green smoothies. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an anchor meal for sure. My green smoothies for sure. <laughs> okay, and then the last anchor question: What is an anchor Bible verse for you? One that just inspires you, speaks to you, and helps keep you grounded. Uh, I like um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And that kind of goes back to the very beginning when we talked about following dreams. I you know, there was, it was just kind of a, I thought one thing, one, one thing was going to happen. It was going to go this way and it just wasn't. And I would maybe get frustrated and finally kind of let go and something beautiful would open up instead. So it's, oh, it's, love that. All, it's out of your hands. It's out of your hands. It's not yep. what you can control or what you know. So. Oh, that's such a good one. Okay. Well, what is the best way for people to connect with you? Um, yeah. If they're in Austin, they should definitely oh. go to Dancer Shape and take some classes. They're so 
t- just tell us some of the kind of classes that you have. You told us some, but there's yeah. a variety. Uh, there's a huge variety. So that was kind of one of the things when I opened the studio, I wanted to make sure um, it's all the forms of exercise dancers use to maintain their shape, but it's a little bit of everything, just like we keep talking about variety. So we have uh, bar classes at different levels. We have Pilates mat classes, Pilates equipment, spin, cardio dance. Um, we have these uh, restorative for our elderly community. Um, athletic conditioning for athletes. So there's a yoga, a um, little bit of everything. But the website is um, dancersshape.com. There are two S's in there. And um, we've got all the classes listed. Um, if anyone wants to email directly, it's jennifer at dancersshape.com. But the website has a ton of information. And we'd love to see you guys or, you know, send in any questions we missed. And I'd be happy to answer them. Yeah, we can have Jen back on. If you have any questions, um, let us know. Um, Jen, thank you so so much for coming on. I love you, friend. Uh, I know I miss you terribly. I gotta I gotta get out to see you. <laughs> oh, come on out to the ranch. I know. Do some fun stuff. Oh, I love it. All right, everybody. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.